When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. What's going on, everybody? Happy Wednesday. Welcome to episode 39 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined as always by my mainest man, Willie Sailor. Mainest Will- man. Mainest man, Willie. What's good, my man? How are things? How are things? good. How hot it's is good. it there? Tell me. Cause it's, it's not that. It's not that hot. You know, there's flooding and like all kinds of problems down here. It's been mild and rainy, but uh, finally got caught up with everything. I feel like I'm just catching my breath now. Big projects with uh, the new rankings, which is sort of a nightmare to compile, and um, a lot of a lot of house cleaning stuff. And uh, just as soon as I catch my breath, tomorrow we'll be off to Akron. To the AK. Yes, we're getting ready to go there. Um, yeah, we're both getting in getting in tomorrow for universities and cadet cadet trials, university nationals, and um, it's going to be an outstanding event. What's the uh, – do you have any kind of cuisine in, in Virginia? Because I was in New York and Philly cuisine. for Beat the Streets and for Memorial Day, and then I got back. And you know what? I did kind of miss the, uh, the Mexican food in – in Austin, so I got a little of that, but it got me thinking: Is it? Do you guys eat anything in particular? Um, well, here where, where I live, well, Virginia is known for. If you're asking, like, what's you know, there's Philly cheesesteaks, whatever, in Philadelphia, right. we, like ham is our thing, like Virginia baked ham. Virgi- okay, yeah, that's like a big you. thing. Now I hate ham, so um, that doesn't really help me. But no, it's just like, just kind of Southern cooking, you know, just typical country, you know. Biscuits mm-hmm. and gravy and meat and potatoes, kind of people yeah. down here. Yeah, just good. I don't. I don't know how you would describe that. Southern, perhaps. It's, it's southern. Southern cooking, right? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 outstanding. Like what you would order a Cracker Barrel, but the actual like really good versions of that, not the oh, Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel. Yeah, but it's not like Cracker Barrel. Like in, in that. <laughs> I know. I know. That, that was just sti- a little. In that, that little styling, cool. I guess you could say. Um, I don't know. Come down here. Some. If you'd ever come out to Virginia, you could. You could experience what it's like to like to eat down here. It's a great, it's a fantastic place. Um, one cool thing about doing this radio show, one of the 60,000 cool things about being able to do this, like you, you make points and then invariably you're, you're not going to either remember every point because you're kind of talking extemporaneously and um, or something will come to your mind. But you can always right. bring it up in the next show. It's amazing. Like when I, when I did the preachings, it's like, you talk for 10 minutes and you hope you make every point because you don't want to write, you know, you don't write out a script. That would be lame. You're talking 
off the cuff, but you're going to forget something, and that always right. Be- and you, you know, as much as you're preparing, as many bullet points as you have, and and uh, you're going to forget something, or especially uh, there's different challenges, right? When I was doing um, overflow, it's a little bit more scripted, but you don't want to come off robotic, so uh, you don't you don't write everything out. So that's a challenge. But then when you're doing a radio show and there's back and forth, then you might miss some of your points. So um, you're always going to forget something or you're always going to leave something out or somebody's going to make a point in the comments and you want to rebut it. So. And the, the, my, the point I was trying to get at is that that's something you can do with radio. So um, we, we brought up the race topic um, Monday, and I felt like the, the response was really good. And um, – Another point that I wanted to make about it, about and if, if you missed uh, Monday's show, I encourage you to go back and listen to it. But we were talking about the, the words athletic and explosive being often associated to, to black wrestlers and how that's that's an issue and we need to be more thoughtful with our words. But, but one of the main reasons and maybe the biggest reason that this needs to be talked about is it, it perpetuates a broader stereotype in a, in a, 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 a racist um, – stereotype that is around black people that you hear um and, and one that i think is a huge problem is that all oh, black people are lazy and they don't work i mean that's out there that's not like a a fringe thing you hear from from wackadoos like that that is a, a huge pervasive thought and you can like pretend you can stick your fingers in your ear pretend that that's not out there but that is a huge racist stereotype that that follows black people. So that trickles down into how we talk about them. Oh, well, even the sports you're good at, you're good at because you're black and you were born with these abilities. So it it does factor well, into, I mean, the, into the bigger picture. It's not just in sports because that is uh, – and I think you would agree. I haven't talked with you at all about this, Willie. That is, that is a uh, an incorrect sentiment that is out there. Well, I, th- I think there's two things going on with what you're saying, and and one of them is when you say <laughs> that's something you don't hear just from wackadoos. Well, I think it is something you hear from wackadoos, and I think that's it's a real antiquated uh, way of thinking and an old old stereotype. Well, um, my, what I'm saying is, I mean, where I'm from, where I'm from, uh, they don't they, people don't talk as if or or suggest that black people are lazy. Right. I, I, I but I know, you know, obviously there was a time when that was a thing, I guess. Uh but live live in, live where I live in, in the conservative. Okay. And what I mean by wackadoos, like there's crazy idiotic people that are like socially Now, not not no, listen. Listen. Uh <laughs> people that are just considered uh, on the fringe of society. And then there's people that are like held in regard and and esteem and and regular people but they hold these um some slightly racist some very racist viewpoints and well you live in the south i live right that's my point and uh it's here i live in a place i live in a place that was very diverse right and i you know there was like one black student in in my high school you know it's just Mm -hmm. it's very different here so but it, these sentiments, I don't believe they're uncommon either. Just I don't think they're just specific to the South. Um, well, I yeah. Anyway, well, when the, we're talking about this particular, we're talking about this particular topic, um, and and it gets this is the genesis of this is last show when we're talking about the explosive athletic thing, and 
the kind of lazy characterization of black wrestlers, and we're referring to their sets and their attributes. Um, I don't think that any, I don't think that anybody that says athletic um, or, or characterizes them in such a way um, is doing it in a racist, a racist way. I don't think they're referring to. Um, the, you know, you hear the quote-unquote quick twitch athletes. Um, uh, I, I don't think they're doing it in a racist way. However, if you're sensitive enough and, and you understand the context, the, uh, the pre-existing uh, conditions and context, you know that it has racial overtones. Uh, uh, that, uh, And if you know the, the, the antiquated stereotypes, right? You know that the, the thing about um, minorities, I have Mexican people too, right? Hispanic people too. Um, th that maybe they, they they don't work, quote unquote, work as hard. But um, if you consider that, then that's where the danger comes in 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 referring to these guys as maybe natural talent versus um, worked to be that good, right? So that was a point I wanted to get out there as well, that that sentiment's out there and that it can trickle down into how we're talking about um, athletes. So let's um, let's transition to something a little lighter. High school rankings, they came out. They were something you've been grinding on for, for a couple days. They're out. We got a new look. If you haven't checked them out, um, check them out. They're right there on the homepage. Look at the, the updated rankings, high school. Um, look, looks good. I uh, wanted to talk to you about that process and, and a couple of the toughest ways. And I had some, had some questions, a question. There's probably lots of questions, right? Uh, it, it's the toughest time of year for sure. It's, it's the it's the biggest overhaul um, of the year, and it's ultra time consuming. So, um, what what's your question? My question. All right. Well, one, the, what's the toughest weight in your opinion? Because I think it's 120. It looked like the toughest weight to me. Mm, I, you know what? Every year at this time, uh, it seems like uh, that the whole country stinks every single year. Yeah. Um, because you're moving out the uh, you're moving out the elite of the elite. You know, you're moving out the. You know, of course, there's, and, and especially today, um, with so many good freshmen and sophomores, and even even eighth graders coming in. Um, there's good there's some good kids to fill the gaps but still you're taking out the seniors you're taking out the most credentialed you're taking out the most consistent and you're replacing them with guys that weren't ranked before for a reason right the reason that they weren't ranked before the seniors were moved out is because they had a couple sketchy losses they didn't have the complete body of work they didn't have um the high national placings so what's the answer i asked you a question 126 no come on really well, yeah, why not? Uh, 120. 120. Well, come on. Uh, uh, okay. Well, well uh, right, I'll say this. Top six? Well, that's a different story. Yeah. One, yeah, 120. I mean, Lee, Fix, Gomez, Olivas. Come on. Yeah. I mean, I may, mean maybe there's 18 better guys at 20. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's fair. Um. One through, one through 10, one through eight at 120 is amazing. Yeah. But one through, one through eight. Right, 
1618 right. at 126 is much deeper. And consider that uh, Dayton Fix and probably Cade Leva. I mean, some of those 20s yeah, that are Kate. there now are, are not going to be at 20. They're going to be at 26. Dayton Fix will definitely be at 26. Yeah, Oliva sounds like he's pretty big too now. We had him on. Right. He's weighing over 130 pounds. Okay, speaking of Cade, I think he should be in the pound for pound. And I was surprised that he wasn't. And, well, not surprised because I guess you're going to say, you know, maybe he doesn't have the wins or doesn't have the whatever. But he's, <clears throat> I feel like he's a guy, it's almost like we all know he's one of the 14 best wrestlers in the country, but just he hasn't beaten maybe the level guys that he's not. But, man, he's won California. He's won everything he can. Won who's number one. Iron Man, what? You watch the kid wrestle. And I don't, I don't think it's deny, deny. I don't think you can deny that he belongs there. Um, did you, did you consider putting him in the pound for pound? No, no. I mean, Ooh. okay. So this is how, this, this is how. Uh, I, I just explain how I work, right? I have, I have these spreadsheets like a geek, and every weight has a spreadsheet, one through twenty, and below the twenty, I have. A litany of guys that I'm considering, right? Mm -hmm. And it's a little chaotic and it's a little <laughs> disorganized. I try to organize it as best I can. Um, but so on the pound for pound, I have I decided to go with 14 uh, last year and or a couple years ago, and I've been doing 14 ever since. It represents the possibility of one guy per weight class, but it's certainly not that. Um, but I think it's a good number. I think 14 is a good number. Um, and so. Yes, Kate Olivas is below the 14 as a guy I was kind of considering, but mm. um, n I, I, not considering as a placeholder. Kate Olivas, no, I did not. Why not? Um, because of elite wins. Who's, who's his elite win? Uh, Gavin, I guess. Right, Gavin Teasdale. So another freshman. So, no, I didn't. It, it, Do you? So you would never – see, pound for – I mean – Pound for pound is so subjective as it is. You would never go, all right, a little eyeball test, a little, let's, what, what are we waiting for here? He's going to be in the top 14. Um, he's probably, well, he, he's going to 14. be is different than should be right now. Well, he probably is right now. He just, he can't, he goes to all the best tournaments and wins them, but it's, I mean, the guys aren't there. You know, he wins. Well, I mean, he's a 106-pound freshman. All right, I think now I, he's ranked. Now he's ranked fourth at his own weight. Yeah, I know. Well, maybe he shouldn't be. I mean, maybe well, maybe I mean, he should be, but maybe he he. There's there's no there's no reason for him to be ranked above Gomez, Fix, or Lee. I mean, and you could make a case that maybe Mejia. I mean, there's other guys maybe should be. You can make the case that I'm being liberal with him at four. He has never wrestled – the only thing he's ever wrestled in outside of um, outside of 106 is, is Pan Am's recently. So, uh, I mean, I work under the premise of, of most of the time prove it, right? Prove right. – let, let him prove his medal at, at, at this weight, and we're going to find out this weekend. You yeah. know, Well, he, maybe. He, I mean, he, just because he do doesn't beat Lee or Fix doesn't mean he doesn't belong. And those are Lee's number what? One? Sure it does. 
If he, if he can't beat those guys, that doesn't mean he's not a top 14 pound-for-pound pound guy. But All right, well, okay. That's my point. What if he loses to Gomez? Because Gomez was not in a pound-for-pound. Pound. I wonder if he'll beat Gomez. Well, that's what I'm saying. He, you know, Is he Gomez beat... in the pound-for-pound? Pound? No, that's my point. Well, if he beats, so if he gets third, oh, so if he gets third here, would you consider him? Uh, no, no. I mean, he still doesn't have the a pound for pound win. So most needs, almost almost he every to, he needs to beat Jordan Wood. For that pound <laughs> for pound win. All right, uh, whatever. <laughs> I, I think, I well, think... and and another another thing when when it comes to pound for pound too is who do you take out? I mean. Is is Cato Levis Ledger better than the guys at the bottom? Keegan Moore. I mean, these guys have been accumulating wins for four or five years. It's just it's just gonna be different, you know. Mitchell McKee was fifth at Super Thirty Two, but you know. Yeah, he also just teched Luke Fletcher. Yeah, I think that too. I mean, th does Cato Levis have any no. win c close to a tech of Luke Fletcher? No, he also beat Cade Brock. He has better wins. There's, it's undeniable. Right. Okay. Okay, uh, I I think it's just Cade. I think will be in there soon enough. Well, of course he will. Well, of course he will. Yeah. All right. Of course he will. And that you know, in a nutshell, that's the. There's a lot of people that clamor for Spencer Lee, to be above Mark Hall, but I mean, Mark Hall's come on body body of work is just. I mean, okay, you say come on, but that's the same argument you're making for Elevis. No, it's not. Yes, it Ma is. Mark Hall has done everything everything that Spencer Lee has done really and okay more. and on a, on a micro okay exactly and on that that's why I have Mark Hall ahead and but what what you're arguing on a micro level what you're arguing is for Kate Olivas to be ahead of Mitchell McKee or Rudy Yates and I don't see it okay fair enough Rudy Yates hasn't lost a match in over a year Rudy Yates last loss was uh Yanni in 2014 Flow National Finals. I mean... All right. I feel you. He also beat McKee. He also beat Chris Williams. You know... I'm not being... Uh, I'm not going after Rudy Yates. I'm... I'm... I want to be educated. Where has he gone? He go, He wrestles in Illinois. What big mm -hmm. tournaments has he gone to? Did he go Super 32? Did he go to Flow? Did he... Uh, no. He beat McKee. At... And at the Clash, he... he um... Yeah, he beat he beat a guy Chris Williams that was going for his yeah, fourth title two or three times. Um, I know who Chris Williams is okay. Cool. Made, made the finals of Flow Nationals. Yeah, All right. so cool. High school rankings, check them out. Um, we talked yes, or I say yesterday, but it was Monday uh, about the World Team Trials, the structure. Um, we went back and forth. I was angry, um, but but I uh, I got it together a little bit. And thought a little more clearly, and I want to make some concessions. And by concessions, I mean a concession. Your point about Imar is correct. He knew what he had to do to to make it, and he didn't he didn't do any of those things. And no, he couldn't go to the U.S. Open for different reasons. Wait, can you repeat the pre previous statement? I don't even know what it was. But what I'm saying is, mm. he, and also the wild card criteria was also known, right? And so he knows he's not going to meet any of the top three criteria. Only the fourth one is even pertinent to him, is NCAA fit. So he knows there's no way he's going to make the World Team Trials if he doesn't go to these regionals. So if he wanted to be there, I think he could have been there. I perhaps rode a little too hard for him. 
Um, it doesn't change my fandom and, and the degree of which I wanted to watch him wrestle. But at the same time, I, I guess it, it kind of takes two to tango. And he could have put himself in a better situation. However, um, your point about wanting an eight-man bracket I, for World Team Trials is so <coughs> lost on me. There's only one other tournament I can think of that has an eight-man bracket, and that's Virginia High School States, which we did an entire podcast on how terrible the VHSL is. So you are now aligned with VHSL. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Keep preaching because, you know what, I, I think I let you off the hook a little too easy last time, and, and after the show, actually, a few hours after the show, as I'm, I, I listen to the show again as I'm working, and... I'm thinking, the more I think about it, I cannot even comprehend what you're saying. About wanting a bigger World Team Trials bracket? I mean, why yeah. we have a 33-man NCAA bracket. Are there 33 contenders there? You have a problem with the NCAA bracket? Other than the um, pigtail. We don't like no. the pigtail. No, but so what's the difference? There's, there's only four or five contenders at those weights. What's the difference? Why do we have, you know... 16-man EIWA brackets. You know, why, you know, there's only a couple contenders there. I mean, you want the best team. Why can't we have a uh, cast a bigger net? What's the this danger? Is, this Russian is why. Nationals, this is why. Tell me. This is why. For NCAAs, you qualify for NCAAs, right? Yeah. Right. So shouldn't you have to qualify for uh, the World Team Trials? But they create or... incredibly narrow parameters that don't allow. No, they don't. No, they do not. They're no, they only allowed. I don't understand it. Like I, I'm, I'm getting loud because I don't understand the argument, and I want to be done with this. Listen, this is what should happen. It's not, it's not rocket science. U.S. Open should serve as a qualifier for the World Team Trials, and that's it. You know what? You want, you want these incredibly large brackets. I like what you're saying. Well, doesn't so even Jimmy make Kennedy it, doesn't make the the World Team Trials. That's a, that's a specific instance. No, you said, and that's it. Okay, that mean that was a very definite statement. So now, all right, you're making an exception here. Um. Okay. Kyle. Maybe, maybe, maybe for guys that have been very active on the international scene, uh, maybe you make exceptions for a, a, um, a wild card for injury, right? But that's it. Not, not you sit at home and. Um, hope for a wild card and like what what you're saying is why do you think russian nationals has such enormous brackets so but so what why can why can't those why can't those enormous brackets be at the u.s open like what you're saying is what you're saying is everybody could skip the u.s open and go to the world team trials no why don't you make it the process that you go to the U.S. Well, right Open now, only to qualify the top, for the World Team Trials. Right now, only the top five qualify for the World Team Trials out of the U.S. Open. Right. You think that's enough? Um, I think it's a start. Do you, like, th- do you think it's enough? You think five people? No, enough? I think th- I think there should be an eight-man bracket. Eight. I I don't understand why yeah. why why so small. Because you have the opportunity to get in. But you, you only have the want opportunity, a... Willie. You have the opportunity to get in. I don't even know what you're saying. I don't I can't know even what you're saying. I don't know what you're saying. I'm saying, I'm saying that the U.S. Open should be the qualifier for 
world team trials this big huge bracket where everybody has a shot to make the world to make it should be the u.s open okay that's completely changing the the process i'm we're no it's not i think that there, there needs to be what what you're what you're after is there should be a process to get to the world team trials right no I, there is a process R okay so what's your problem we need more. We need bigger brackets. We need more people. We need more guys. The bigger brackets can be the U.S. Open. That's not reasonable three weeks after the college season over, a month after the college season's over. That's not reasonable. You know what, Christian? Like, you're the biggest NCAA wrestling fan on planet Earth, right? Uh-huh. The, 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 the wrestling world does not start and stop with it. NCA Division One wrestling. All right, let's a, let's alienate the college wrestlers. That's good. Let's stay older. Let's not. I I don't I don't understand it. I mean, fortunately, the U.S. Open was a little later this year than normal, right? Yeah. But typically, it's you know, a three four weeks afterwards. That's not enough. These guys have been through, uh, you know, a, the a tremendous grind. It's hard to peak again. Uh, for that, I think we need to make it so it's a little easier for I the should... college guys to compete. Now you're getting into you're getting into all kinds of different dynamics. I mean, all right, let's move the college season to uh, September to December, so that guys can get back up and gear back up for um, the U.S. Open. I mean, what what do you you, you want to accommodate? There's an international schedule. You have to, you have to have the USA, USA Wrestling has to have certain events to get their team together so that they can prepare for Worlds. Uh, you can't just accommodate everybody. Okay. Fine. Keep it small. Keep it nice and small. Um, it was suggested that. It's not, not. I'm not keeping it nice yeah, and are. small because U.S. Open can be as big as. I, I, as big as it wants to be. If I was USA Wrestling, I'd say top seven or top seven go from um, the U.S. Open with one wild card. Okay. No, no more regionals. One, 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 no, no more regionals. One more is reserved. That the eighth spot is reserved for one human being that was injured. And couldn't make it, so that not everybody can play the injury card. Because if you play the injury card, everyone's um, injured. What I'm saying is, if if you reserve one spot at each weight, take seven from the U.S. Open. Not if I'm Jimmy Kennedy and you are, I, I don't know, somebody else. It's Kellen Russell. We both can't say we're injured because there's only one injury spot to be filled. So there's a danger there. What about right. a, a Burroughs or Delagnev situation? We got one sitting in the finals. Then make it top six. No, make it eight. No, no. Well, so, I mean, make still make it seven. The guy that sits doesn't. The guy that sits in the finals doesn't count. Okay. All right. So. I don't. But I, don't I mean, we're, we're getting we're get, we're getting into the weeds here. The bottom line is, you want these big brackets where everybody has a chance. Everybody had a chance to make the team. And I'm saying that, that that already exists. It's called the U.S. Open. Okay. 
Fair enough. And the U.S. U.S. wrestling, both from a fan perspective and from a process perspective, needs more than one event. You can't just say, hey, every year we're going to have the world team trials, and that's how we're going to decide the world team. No, you need a couple events. You need to see where guys stand. You need a you need a, uh, you need an event to to seed guys properly. You need um, to make sure that they're uh, not a one-hit wonder and just didn't come up with one good tournament. Um, there's, so there's several factors. So, the, and, so you would be well, against um, just having one tournament? Absolutely. Yeah, I think I would be too. You're, you're reducing – that's reducing the American freestyle season to one event, which I think is wholly ridiculous. Yeah, okay. Enough of that. Um, Want to shift towards Akron now? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So we're we're getting ready to head out there tomorrow. And man, yesterday a lot of late signups. And I haven't even checked this morning. There were probably some more. But people were signing up in mass. The field went from solid to really, really good in like four hours. I tweeted or yeah. maybe I don't know if I tweeted it, but I said it or thought it. At the very minimum I thought it. That the favorite at fifty seven kilograms went from Tim Lambert to Tyler Graff in like an hour. Like there, the mm-hmm. the depth of talent really increased in that way in a lot of the weights. So, um, I guess I want to start with there's a few big favorites that I see. Um, Graff at 57, Miller, Ian Miller's going at 74, and Adam Kuhn at 125. Of those three, Willie, I mm-hmm. ask which is most likely to not win. Most likely to not win. Yes. Um, I'll be honest. I did not. I do not know the field at heavyweight. Well, it's right um, there in the on the same document. Okay, let's see. At. It's basically <laughs> Walls, Coon, uh, and Cobble are the big contenders. Oh shoot, I didn't put it in there for you. I didn't yeah, put it yeah, it's not in there. So. Walls, Coon, um, and Cobble. I, I, I mean, I would say. I don't know. I don't see anybody testing Ian Miller, and I also think Ian Miller. I don't know. I mean, Ian Miller has a track record, track record of wrestling really well in Akron. However, can can you really see anybody beating in Coon or Graf? I mean, I can't see anybody beating Graf. Yeah. Not I mean, in that. Not in that field. No. I I think it's. Hey, let's. I think it's Miller actually. Yeah. I mean. They're they're all three heavy favorites, but let's let's talk about something here. Okay. The no university worlds this year. Yeah, that's sad. It's not just sad; it's stupid. Why why would it not be every year? I don't understand that. That's I know. Why would it not be every year? Especially considering I feel like it's gaining momentum. At least certainly here it is. At least in the United States, right? And, and Russia sent Denis Sargush to. I mean, Russia's Russia has sent studs, so obviously. Russia and America, you can consider uh, Russia the number one or two every year, and America top five probably, yeah. top top ten. There's two countries that are really buying in and making university worlds uh, a big deal. So why would the powers that be not do it every want year. to con- want to continue this? I mean, any in any organization that you're in. You want as many premier events and premier properties 
as you can get. Now, you're looking at University Worlds as a burgeoning, um, legitimate event, and now they're gonna they're gonna shut it down this year. Yeah, I. It's it's tough to keep that momentum up when you take an entire year off from it. Yeah, um, how do you make something legitimate when you say, well, you know, this year we're not going to have it. Yeah. Uh, Dennis Sargus went. Dennis Sargus. David Taylor, when he wrestled, I don't know, it was the semis or quarters, they faced one another. So, yeah, it's a good event. I don't understand. Last year we freaking mopped up. I forget how many we put in the finals. We had like four or five silvers, something crazy. But uh, we had a couple champs. I think Fortune won and maybe uh, Caldwell. I think those were our two champions. Mm -hmm. And then, like, everyone else made the finals except for Ashnall and McDonough, I think, got bronze. Like, our our team just, like, mopped up there. Um, so, yeah, I'm disappointed that it's not a uh, – that it's there's no gonna be, not going to be any University Worlds. Hopefully it's something that well, is – Well, there is going to be a Cadet Worlds, which is awesome. I love – I love the fact that I know I say it all the time, but I love the fact that these guys are getting experience overseas at such a young age. I love the fact that America is is having success at uh, the cadet and junior level. Um, and they didn't have cadet worlds for a long time. I think it was ten or twelve or thirteen years where they didn't have cadet worlds. But now they have it. Now they have it again. And. Uh, since they reinstituted it in 2011, America has had a cadet world champion every single year since 2011. So hoping to uh, continue that success and continue that streak. United States taking bronze last year as a team. Um, and we have a lot of hammers back. Uh, Spencer Lee is back. Jordan Wood is back. Uh, two, uh, Jared Verclearen's back. But Wood and Lee both um, medaled last year, both made the finals. And so we should have a very strong team. Whoever makes it, uh, Gavin Teasdale, another guy, is back. Um, and, and at 54 kilograms uh, in Akron, there's four guys that have made a cadet world team before. That's just amazing. Not only, um, not only do they have the chance to compete at Worlds, but a lot of them, this will be their, uh, for whoever makes it, probably will be their second or third trip. Yeah. Uh, so how do you see? And it's in Bosnia this year. How about? Hey, how about this? I'm a, I'm 99% sure I'm going to both Cadet and Junior Worlds, Bosnia and Bosnia and Brazil. Um, but how about you need a visa to get into Brazil, but you do not want need one to get into Bosnia. Seriously. Just, yeah, and it's wow. a process, man. I hate the visa process. Yeah, I go Mastercard personally. That's just <laughs> Um, all right, let's get to the weights. Let's get yeah. to the, the wrestlers that are going to be there. Teasdale, Roman, Bravo, Young. That is a great wrestling name. Um, it is. For the record, that's a that's a good one. That's one of the best uh, in the high school game, um, regardless of ability. That's just a solid name. Roman, Bravo, Young. Yeah. Now, I've had, I've had Roman, Bravo, Young ranked a slot ahead of Teasdale for the last, I guess you would call it, two years now. Um, I had uh, Bravo Young second at uh, – well, I'll, I think all three – no. So it went Olivas, Teasdale – Olivas, Young, Teasdale at 106. And now that these two moved up and it's it's uh, Vega, Bravo Young, Teasdale. 
That's a that was a salty first three from 106. Mm-hmm. Jeez, yeah. that's yep. nasty. Um, and all right. and they're all they're all freshmen. So. Yeah, they're all really good. Um, I like I like Teasdale a lot. I like and Robert so Hill we'll a lot. you know we'll have we'll have the test. Uh, we'll have um, will. Well, who's going to win that match? You know, it's a, it's a big one. It's big for um, who you rankings got? You purposes. Got, who you got? I don't know. You know, I think well, you that, made a uh, prediction. Your preview's out. Who'd you pick? I know you I don't, don't know. know. Of course, we, you don't know. Who'd you pick? I don't remember. Oh my gosh, Willie! I don't remember. So you're just writing these down with no like thoughts? Uh, no, I have thoughts, but uh, you know, it, it it's really close. Apparently. Jeez. I'll... Wait, let's let's see who I picked. Oh, look. <laughs> but I, you know what? I, I I wrote um, and we'll get to this in a little bit. You I picked. Teased... Oh, you picked Teasdale. You don't have. What I picked. You don't have Bravo Young in there. Because, oh yeah, Bravo Young did not register until. You hear yesterday. that, Roman? He's got you DNP. No, There's they tweeted bull- it too. Bulletin board somebody, material. Somebody tweeted. They were. They somebody tweeted Willie. I think you uh forgot a big name at, at. Thing uh, at, at 50 kilograms, but yeah, I didn't forget it. He didn't register until yesterday. Listen, and that's the you, uh, that's, that's your, the trick. But you know what? That's your issue because you don't follow him on Twitter. Because I follow Roman Bravo Young on Twitter, and I knew he was coming. So you need to, um, you no. Need to step I think up. I, I don't follow a lot of people to be honest with you. But I, I think I do follow him, and I think I just missed it. I don't hang on Twitter like you and Jason Bryant with your tweet decks and your. Uh, high flute and sophisticated. It's not. It's not about tweet decks. Just, just on Twitter. Well, I like you guys don't miss a tweet. Some of you, some of you people out there do not miss a beat when it comes to Twitter. I, I'm not glued into it. Well, but, I've uh, been tasked with with writing these, you know, specific social media articles. So yeah, it's part of my I, job now. But I mean, in and of itself, um, that's the danger about you. Like you. These previews take so long, and there's so much research to go involved. In fact, Scott Green, Wyoming Seminary coach, busted my chops for not doing a Greco no, one. No, no, no. He didn't bust your chops. He's mad. He was legitimately <laughs> upset and, like, basically said, you're not doing your job because you didn't do a Greco preview. Now, listen. No, don't don't. Don't make it sound like it was this light, <laughs> oh Willie. No, he no, came at he me. Was, he no. came at me hard. He came, he at, came me at, hard, at you but... hard. It wasn't bu- busting your chops. Is like, oh yeah, you, you, you're ugly. Well, me and me and Scott are pretty tight, and we were we were texting, we were texting, the whole time, and so there's a little bit of a, there's a little bit of a ribbing there. There's a little bit of a thing going on there, oh, but uh, oh, no. but that's that's the thing when there's so much there's so much to dig through. There's so much to put together for these previews. You have to get a jump start on it. If you don't get a jump start on it, you're going to go crazy. And I, there was just no time to do both previews. And um, not only that, but uh, people registered late. Like like you're, you started your university process right in that preview a while ago. And now all these kids are signing up late, and, and you just have to keep adding to it and amending amending your preview. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so yeah, so the point is, no, I did not have Roman Bravo Young in the preview. Who's gonna win, him or Teasdale? I don't know, but it's gonna oh. settle the, it's gonna settle the two and three debate right, for well, let's sure. Say, right, let's say, I'm not. You can't get off like that, Willie. You have to answer. Who's gonna win? You wrote a preview. He wasn't in the preview, but if he had been, you would have had to make this prediction. So make a prediction. Put your name on it. 
Um, I'm gonna go at Roman Bravo Young. I think I am too. I'm gonna okay. go at Roman Bravo Young with the caveat that um, I'm really interested to see how Teasdale does up a weight. I think you know he's a kid that's long and 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 he was growing. He had a really hard time making weight uh, last year at Cadet Worlds. Um, oh, I bet. And and so there's two guys that I wrote in this preview that. Um, I think sometimes you see kids move up in weight classes and sort of, it's a fresh, it's a breath of fresh air. Like they get not, I don't want to say reinvigorated, but, uh, I, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. I know what you mean. Um, and, and so him and, and G feller, I think are two guys that, is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. Not Gefeller. No, him and him and G Feller are two guys that I think cut weight pretty good for a while and still had a tremendous amount of success. But now I think they let their body grow a little bit, and I can like kind a newfound of, energy. Right, I can kind of see them elevating their game a little bit, and and so, I mean, I'm gonna pick uh, Roma Bravo Young by the slimmest of margins. But if if Teasdale comes out and looks like a new man. Uh, I won't be surprised. Yeah. You pick Spencer to, to win the weight, really the, the talk of the entire tournament. Cadet and universities, the big storyline is the, the, the trifecta, or quad, excuse me, mm-hmm. of Spencer Lee, Dayton Fix, Kate Olivas, Austin Gomez. Um, you went Spencer. Some people are poo-pooing that it's even a, a question. I, 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 I can't even stand that. The people that are like, uh, that it's either not a question or that we're sensationalizing it because it certainly is a question. And I went with Spencer Lee because I'm going to go with Spencer Lee until it's proven somebody can beat him. However, you cannot tell me that Fix is a kind of a backseat to anybody right now. Yeah. I mean, he 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 answered all the questions. Can he can he be on that level again in Akron? Is is my question? Is he yeah. gonna be wrestling at that high of a clip? It's I, I don't think no. I don't think I don't think I don't think what Dayton did in Vegas and and I'm not dismissing that idea because it happens. People have an, a, an amazing tournament, but I. I don't think what Dayton did, in fact, I know what Dayton did in Vegas is not like a one-hit deal. No, no, no. I mean, that wasn't even my implication. It's just like if you wrestle the best you've ever wrestled your entire life, you may not wrestle the best you've ever wrestled uh, a month later again. Maybe he'll be better. I don't know. But I'm just saying it, it's it's hard to to duplicate that. And did he catch these guys off guard a little bit? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, but he looked he looked amazing. He looked the part. Um, and I think what what is the area if you're dating fix where you have got to be especially aware with Spencer? What's the area where he could he he's at a real disadvantage? Is it, you know, defense? Is he gonna be, you know, giving up takedowns? Is he gonna struggle not getting turned? What is it? I he gotta Dayton has to Dayton has to hand fight. Uh, Spencer is so busy with his hands 
Busy, busy. Uh, if Dayton has to figure something out, and, and not just Dayton, everybody that wrestles Spencer has to figure something out with that. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's posting. You know, when he when he gets your hands, his hands on you, I don't know if it's posting an elbow or, or tying his wrists up, rushing ties or, or or controlling wrists. I don't know, but um, you got to keep him, you got to keep him from moving your head around. That's my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, Spencer's so good there. Is there any who can or how do you see this final not happening? Who breaks that up? Does Kata Levis maybe take out um, Dayton in the semis? Is that a possibility? I don't think so. Really? I don't think so. That what what uh, that being said, I haven't seen Cade in a long time. I mean, a long time. Yeah. I I don't think I've seen. I don't think I've seen Cade since who's number one. No, you saw him at Iron Man. Iron Man. Okay. Yep. Um, but, yeah, uh, the same is true for me. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm excited to see where Cade is. Up, He's going to be pretty good size for this. Uh, this well, you know, box. you've seen you've seen, um, you've seen Zahid and, and Anthony make big gains. Right. Every year, every year big gains. And he's coming out of the same system. And so maybe he makes these big jumps. I mean, maybe who knows? Maybe when it's all said and done, he wins it. I don't know. But, um, you know, and, and Zahid, too. When Zahid was a freshman, uh, 106, he won a lot of close matches. Yeah. Um, and so he always did it in sort of a non-spectacular fashion. And I think to this day, yes. um, that non-spectacular fashion carries over, like um, – People yeah, he's good. good. He's he good, and he's he's good, and he always wins. But he's not that good, right? He's like a match uh, manager or something, right? He's like a matchman. Like like he's always always in these close matches. So they don't really realize how good he is. Close matches doesn't mean not good. Just because he's not flashy doesn't mean not good. Yeah. And so that's kind of what Cade has been uh, in his freshman year. Was he's had a lot of uh, he didn't like wow everybody. Right, he had a close one with Teasdale um, in, a, in a match that he didn't score a takedown in, um, and, and some a couple close matches at at uh, Ironman. But it doesn't mean he's not that good. Now let's see if he jumps levels here uh, in Akron. So yeah, yeah, excited. You don't know. I'm excited for that um, that group. Um, you want to get into university stuff? Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk. Universities, uh, you know, you said three huge favorites with Graf at 57, Miller at 74, Kuhn at 125. Um, wh what is your favorite weight here overall? That was super tough for me. There's some that are like really, really deep and I'm excited for, but they're 74 kilos. Like these are just guys I love watching, right? So you got Ian Miller and Mike Moreno, who, who we all know, but then Two guys, Thomas Gant and Daniel Lewis. Gant, both these guys were in the retro report, but I think both these guys are spectacular. And, of course, Dan the cat's already out of the bag with Daniel Lewis um, after his performance at um, juniors and on top of a solid retro year. So everyone sees him coming. Everyone probably sees Gant coming. But I'm excited to get my eyes on them one more time. And, of course, All-American as a freshman, Ethan Ramos, going to be in the mix. So 74 – I really like, but 86 for me because I don't know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, you got, for, for me, the, the two favorites 
this struck out to stuck out to me. But I'm interested in who you would view as the favorites. But I think Pat Downey and Ethan Lofthouse are probably the favorites here. But you got TJ Dudley, Dom Abinader, Hayden Zilmer, Ryan Loader, Joey Davis, maybe? I don't Ryan Loader? Ryan Loader, are you familiar? All American. Yeah. Indiana? Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm just surprised he's in there. Yeah, yeah. He wrestled at the US Open too. I know. Um, and Aaron Studebaker. He's just, he's just old, right? Um, mm. not university's old, but yeah. I mean he's older than some of these guys. He's Ethan Lofthouse's age. Grade. Um Yeah. Right. And then we've got Joe there's okay, so help me out, people. There's a Joey Davis registered <laughs> Titan Mercury Wrestling Club, State Kansas. Now Joey's from California. He wrestles in Ohio. Is there just some Kansas Joey Davis that Willie and I have never heard of that's not the Iceman? Or is this the Iceman? Is he claiming Kansas as his home for this tournament? Someone, uh, I feel like this radio show, uh, enough people listen, I can get clarification here. Is this the Iceman cometh? Uh, let us know. Obviously, he's going to be a big factor here. If it's the Iceman, not just some random Joey Davis who's the exact same size as Joey Davis. Yeah. So yeah. I, I like I, I like down. I would assume. Right. I would assume like last year. Um, last year, a lot of Notre Dame wrestlers were at uh, Akron. So yeah. well, I would I mean, assume. I would assume that's the same Joey Davis. I don't know why he's listed as Kansas. But we should ask him that, or someone could explain that to us. Um, so yeah, who do you like here? Um, do you like Downey? Do you like Lofthouse? Wh- which way are you lean in? Or you know, I like Downey. You can I go like off Downey. the board here. I like Downey. He got to put a tournament together. He's got to put um, it together. He, he, I think he got um, skill he, for he skill. Has, he's the best. Right. Uh, yeah, Downey. You know, junior world silver medalist, and he's incredible, uh, and he can beat just about anybody. What he beat Quentin Wright and and wow. Hamlin Hamlin I know but he beat Hamlin and and Wright at the. At I'm, the, I'm not gonna give him the Quentin one. Quentin uh, bombed him not, for four and pin, pinned himself or right. knocked himself unconscious. Okay, but, but Downey has, Downey has had a lot of success. He's beaten a lot of good guys, um, but can he put matches together to win it? And on paper, I think he's the most talented. Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to make of Joey Davis one way or the other, especially up at all the way up at 86 kilograms. Zilmer might be fun here. He's got a he's got a little bit of a funky style to him, but he's he's dangerous, man. I think he'll be. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm going. I don't with, know. I don't I, like him. I don't like him in freestyle. Yeah. Same reason. Um, yeah, I don't know if I like. I, I don't. I don't know if I like Zilmer in freestyle. I feel you, dog. Um, another pretty tough weight. Same same reason. I don't know if I like Ethan Ramos at seventy four in freestyle. No, no, I don't. I don't think he's uh, gonna be in the mix to to win or anything. But I think he could do well. I think he's solid. I mean, he's a he's worth mentioning. Um, all right, so we got some other tough weights here too. Fifty seven looks pretty good. I think Darian Cruz. Of course, we mentioned Tyler Graff, David Terrell, Scott Pucker. Parker, Sean Russell, Tim Lambert. That one's mm-hmm. pretty tough. But uh, really interested in 61 kilograms. Earl Hall, George DiCamillo, Ali Nazer. Are you surprised that – are you surprised with no university worlds that Tyler Graff is making 57 for this? Yes. 
Yeah. Uh, yes, I'm extremely surprised. Uh, I would guess he's doing this for the um, the, the simulation, I guess, because <laughs> uh, another weigh-in, another competition mm -hmm. down at 57, mm -hmm. which I think is probably smart. Two mm -hmm. weeks away from the competition. That's probably why he's doing it. Um, yep. Since he won the regional at 61, now he's coming back down. So I it makes sense in pretty much only that way because there's really not right. uh, it's it's like a mat time kind of thing but really more right if there was university worlds if there's university world you say well you know who wants to compete at university worlds but here it's just a weigh-in and a tournament and a competition so you have to think that it's preparation for madison right right um so 61 um i i got into there uh DiCamillo, Hall, Crazer, Bruno, Nazer, Eric Montoya. Joey Ward is interesting because Joey Ward's been a 41-pounder pretty much his whole career, I think. Now he's coming down to 61, and I tweeted that this seemed to be very telling to me that he's probably going to go 33 next year with Evan Henderson returning to the UNC lineup. And also Brock Zacherl down at 61 after wrestling. You think, you think Henderson returns at 41? Uh that's my guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, well, this to me tells me as much as anything. Why would Joey Ward, who's yeah. wrestled at not this weight, um, why, would mm -hmm. he, why would he go down all of a sudden? Mm -hmm. Guys don't really typically look to cut a ton of weight for the first time ever for just just to do it. Um, so I, I feel like that's the writing on the wall there. And if I'm Evan Henderson, I'm staying at 41, man. I can win a title there. You know, yeah. Um, that with with a returning contingent of you know Heil and Henderson and Rutherford probably going up and Steber staying up and Certs, uh, I'm getting a title at 41. That's that's in my opinion Henderson's best opportunity. That's the weight he's competed at every other year. So I don't see him going up, um, going up in weight. So that's an interesting little nugget. Brock Zacherl, who redshirted at 41, maybe throwing his hat in the ring that he's gonna go 33 too. Would you? Uh, would you think that's possible? Um, what's this? Zach, Brock <laughs> Zacherl going to sixty-one. Yeah, I don't. You know, when I see that, when I see Zacherl down at sixty-one, I'm thinking, I don't think he can make that for an entire season. But what what I made of that was that Zacherl is an extremely um, dialed-in competitor. The guy, one I, of my I think favorites. I think the kid is all in. I think the kid wants to compete. I think the kid will do whatever it takes to win. And the fact that he's at 61 for this just tells me that he's he's ultra committed. Yeah, I, at I, all times. I love I love watching him wrestle. I think he's fantastic. I think he's got a really nice career. Don't know how he'll do as a freshman. We'll see. He had a solid red shirt year, um, but uh, I just like him, like his upside. What if Ali Nasser has like a really good tournament? You think like people are his phone will just blow up. Um, I I feel like if he's that good, if he could have been a Division One wrestler, wouldn't he have been? Like if it was possible, it would have happened. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if if beating Coleman Scott doesn't get people well, I mean, what is? I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that regardless, regardless of what his situation is, he'll get phone calls because to find out what that situation is. Yeah. Oh yeah. Inquiries for. Uh, for sure. Um, so that's 61. You, 
I, there is not a clear favorite there. Maybe it's Nazer. Maybe he's the favorite. But um, I don't know. Do you see a clear favorite there, Hall? Uh, no. <laughs> Poo-poo or Hall? I, I don't know. Um, we'll pick one. If not, pick roll one. I will pick Crazer or Zachro. Crazer? Mm-hmm. In freestyle. Crazer's great in freestyle. What are you kidding me? Okay, I may be. Uh, I guess he's yeah. Okay, I just I just associate him with this like so scrambly. I mean I I love Nathan Crazer. I think he's fantastic. But yeah, maybe he wins. Okay. Cra I'll tell you what, Crazer. Let me look at these. Oh boy. Crazer had by far the best freestyle credentials in high school of anybody at 61 kilograms. Okay. There you go. I'm glad I asked. Um, 65. Zachary. Speaking of Zachary, did you go back and watch Zachary's Fargo final? Oh, I saw oh. it. I saw well, that How live. amazing he was, was that? Was, well, he was like crushing the guy, and then he like got fell. Yeah, it was a great match, though. Yeah, he, he, I don't know if you want to call it gas, but that guy's pace was ridiculous. And that guy who beat him, whose name I do not know, he's, like, on his Mormon mission now, right, isn't he? Matt Findlay Matt from Finley. Utah. Yeah, he's, he's on his mission, I think. Right? I think so, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, that was a great. Go back and watch Findlay, Zachary, Fargo final. That was probably the, one of the best matches of the tournament, honestly. Um. 65, pretty tough. 70, um, I like as well. Brandon Sorensen gonna be up here. Chisco. What do you make a Durso? What do you make a Durso? Like his whole, his whole year he's wrestled up, up, up. Yeah, I think you know, uh, just don't want to cut weight. Just focus on wrestling and improving. And he's gonna go 49. This is five pounds over 49. So, um, yeah, I think it makes sense. I think it's, you know, it's a it's a deep weight. Don't know. I mean, it's not for a world team spot, so just go where you can wrestle comfortably and compete against good guys, which he's going to get really good competition. And a lot of these guys are 49-pounders. Sorensen, 49. Chisco, 49. Souflon, 49. Mastriani's been at 49. Um, there's other guys in here. So there's a lot of 49-pounders in here, so it's not really up um, in the traditional sense. I mean, he's going to go 49 this year, and he's competing where – a majority of the 49ers go Heffernan, Reams, all those guys wrestled 49. So, I think it's I think it's a good fit for him. There's I'm, a couple there's a couple 61s that you didn't that you didn't list that I like, by the way. Please give me their names. Anthony Geraldo has had a lot of freestyle. Oh, stuff. yeah. Mhm. Mm mm -hmm. He's good. Um, um interested to see Eric Montoya in freestyle. Yeah. Um but then it, it, I don't know why I love this kid. I love. I just love his game. I I, I don't know. I, I I probably like him more than most people. Is Javier Gasca? I don't. I, I have him on my. I have him on my list. I just didn't orally say it, but he's on my uh, preview. I mean, right, he, I, gotta, he goes to Michigan State. I mean, what? Be it, more oral. It's hard. Well, it's there's a lot of names I have down. I have like hundred names written. I can't. That'd wow, sixty one is huge. Oh yeah, it's it's. I I don't know how many names I've written down, but it's quite a quite a several, as I've said before. So Chisco and Mastriani both going at the same way. A little kind of wrestle off preview. And Jake Souflon, first time we'll see him since his knee injury. Uh, excited to see how he looks as he's entering his senior year for Nebraska. Always Wait, Souflon's in here. Yeah, dog at seventy. 
Tighten up. You don't even have him written down on the sheet. Oh shoot, you're just supposed to know that. I have him on my other sheet. I guess he didn't make um, it. He ain't making it. I'm pumped to see Jake. Yes, yes. High high motor guy. To use a cliche. Um we're coming up on two minutes, Willie. That is so racist. So racialist. Um no. That's that's so white racialist. White race. But no, he's I'm excited to watch him again. Uh always like Sufon. How come every Every white guy that's not that's not flashy has to be a high motor guy. Why do you characterize people like that? I did it to be ironic, Willie. That's why I immediately acknowledged it. Yeah, I know. Well, it doesn't seem like you know, Willie. Um, well, I, I compounded your sass with sass. All right, sassafras. There's so many other weights here, but we only have one more minute. So what, how do we bring this home, Willie? How do we tie this, put a ribbon on this show for us? Well... <sighs> I don't. I, I would say, you know, every tournament has, every tournament has upsets. I mean, that's the beauty of like NCAA's is like, you gasp at least. Oh my lord! Oh my god! I didn't see that coming. But both on the cadet side and the university side, every year you see these things that you never thought you would see, or that you never thought you, you didn't see coming, uh, for, on the cadet level and the university level. I mean, um. I've seen Zahid Valencia lose to guys I've never heard of. I, I've seen a lot of guys lose to guys I, never, I, I didn't see coming. Last year, Jaden Cox gets headlocked. Ian Miller crushes Tyler Caldwell twice. Anthony Ashnault um, beats Jason Sertzis. So my the, the ribbon that I put on it is don't turn away. It's, uh, Sunday is going to be amazing. Yep, Sunday, Friday. It's, action starts Greco's Friday, and then Saturday starts the freestyle. And then it all concludes Sunday morning, afternoon-ish. So um, it, we're going to be out there. We're excited. It's going to be fantastic wrestling, as always, in the hometown. We leave. We leave tomorrow. Hey. Hey. I have turf toe, but I'm going to um, I'm gonna embrace the grind. And so you, you pack your shit. They're already packed, son. All right, dude. You better get ready. I'll be ready to go. We appreciate you guys tuning in on this Wednesday. Thanks as always. Um, we'll be coming at you next Monday, maybe. I think that's a travel day, really. We will make sure you know. 